Hello and welcome to This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into opportunity. Please follow us on social media and rate the podcast as it helps others to find us. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, this is Ross Ingalls. On average, New Zealanders each send textiles equivalent to just over 200 t-shirts to landfill every year, 175,000 tonnes of it. Today, we're talking to someone whose business it is to find another home for all those fabrics. He's Jeff Tafolabrecht, New Zealand Director of the Australasian textiles recycling firm Apparel. Jeff, welcome to this climate business. Can we start by asking you to explain what Apparel does and where you're at in New Zealand? Thanks, Ross. Apparel is a, uh, in, in short, it's a company that diverts textile waste from landfill um, and it finds a new home or a new um, upcycled application for that uh, that textile waste. Right. Um, started in Australia um, a few years ago under a different guise. It was, it was a, a very successful online sock business that has subscription sock business. And they um, uh, and they got to thinking about when when Michael Michael and Tina Elias when Michael was clearing out his sock drawer, thinking, man, I've got a lot of socks here and they're all in pretty good nick. Maybe I can do something <laughs> with them, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and he was looking around. There was no solution apart from donating it to charities, and of course, charities had a lot of stuff. So it was really about, hey, look, we've got a got a got an issue here with socks, right? So we're selling socks. How can we? We should be doing something as well. So it really started in that vein, mm. and they set up a simple take-back scheme, right? They will say, listen, we'll give you $25 discount off your next purchase if you pay your courier $25 to send a product to us from all around Australia. Um, and they got, in four months, they got 16,000 kilos of socks um, and thought, uh-oh, <laughs> we've got a problem, but we haven't got a solution. Mm. Um, so it was really about that. And it, and it started from there, and then people saying, hey, listen, can we send you shirts? Can we send you jeans? Can we send you all sorts of other things? Uh, and not and not only that, there was actually brands that saw what was happening with with uh, with uh, Michael and Tina's business um, that said, "Hey, can we be part of that? Can we collect back, you know, our customers, you know, garments from our customers and send them back to you?" So the the sock business kind of slowly went off to the side, and the apparel business was born, um, and it really became about, "Hey, well, we're doing it. Um, we we." We don't really know what we're doing and where it's going to go, but we're just going to do it and we're going to make an impact. And as and like any great innovators, right, you sort of find solutions as you move along. And now they've, uh, they've taken 1,200 tonne in just over two and a half years. Um, and uh, and it's, it's been amazing. It's, there's a lot of uptake for it. We've found solutions for mm. uh, the majority of products that we, that we sort and process. Uh, it's either donating to social enterprise and charities uh, and families in need, or it's finding an upcycling solution for that textile waste where we decommission, take off hardware, zips, buttons, et cetera, and then process it. So is it sustainability and look in search of a business model or a business that is just happens to be sustainable? It, it started off as a, hey, we should be doing the right thing. Let's do this little program for our business and then realising that this was a, a massive issue, mm. a massive problem. Right. And then you start researching about the numbers, and the numbers blow your mind. Um, you know, we, you know, we, we did like eighty ton uh, in the la- in just over twelve months in New Zealand alone. We've been mm. only gone one year, um, but the you know, there's three ton every ten minutes goes to landfill in New Zealand uh, of textile waste. Yeah. So you know, th- this we're just sort of scratching the scratch, but really sort of finding solutions and finding that there were solutions out there that may not have there might have been existing technologies, they may have been a little bit different, but you know, changing the game a little bit, recognising there's a need, recognising there's a problem, and then finding a solution. It's really about being solution conscious and, and, and less about problem conscious. 
You've been established in New Zealand for a little over a year, yep. and you've found a home for 80 tonnes of fabrics, but I get the feeling that you're going to do a whole lot more than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we had, a, had an interesting number that came up the other day when I, I looked at our, our January 22, um, and, um, and we took one carton that weighed 11 kilos. Um, and we thought, wow, you know, this is okay. First garden, yeah, yeah, celebrate and took pictures and all that. Um, we did uh, 11 tonne in January this year, uh, and we did 30 tonne in December. Uh, and that's really just textile waste that would have been, uh, you know, would have gone to landfill and we've diverted it. And now our team are, are madly sort of processing it and just, you know, decommissioning where we can. Uh, and then also we have solutions in New Zealand that we're sort of been partners working with in New Zealand for those, those items. And we've developed some pretty exciting ones moving forward. So, yeah, listen, we're just scratching the scratch. Mm. We're just, you know, we're, I mean, we're a small player. We're doing, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're not the smartest people in the, in the room, but we're just doing something and we're finding solutions for this thing. I guess if there's anything we do well, it's just networking and just working with other companies. Mm. You know, there's a lot of waste, right? right? And we right. partner with people in the same business as us or, you know, like businesses yeah. to make an impact. And you know, like I say, it's not about the whole tree. It's about taking a few apples off the tree. Right. So if I understand correctly, uh, you're, you're taking in textiles and clothing from all sorts of different sources. Yes. Until recently, it's been just business to business. Um, uh, we'll talk a little bit later about how that's changing too. Yep. Um, and then you're, t- you're diverting the stuff that can be reused, reworn, passing that on to charity partners. What's happening to the rest of it exactly? Um, yeah, so, so, that's, that's, so that's part of the process. First thing we do is we sort reusable. And with the brand's permission and the company's permission, right, we can, we can you know, if it's resaleable, we'll donate that to charities. Right? So that's the first and most important part. The second part is taking everything else. And we, we try and sort by fabric, by fabric type, because every fabric type has a different application. Natural fabrics have far more upcycling potential than, than, than non, non-naturals, uh, but we have to, have to try and find solutions for all of these. Um, so, yeah, so we do that. We do, we do buy fabric. We decommission, so we remove hardware, buttons and zips. It's, it's mind-numbingly boring uh, and it's tedious and it, there's a lot of it, um, but that's got to be part of the process. Otherwise, we, we don't have a solution. Metal zips go to metal recyclers. Uh, we've got a great partner in, in Phoenix who do that, that work for us. Uh, and everything we can that we can recover out of a garment, uh, we we send off to uh, to recycling. If, a, if, a, if a, a carton of t-shirts comes in and they're all in soft plastic bags with pl- cardboard tags and and uh, um, uh, and kimbles, I think that's what it's called, on the back of the thing, we find we take everything apart. The cartons even uh, we just recycle everything. Cartons go to carton recyclers. Plastics go to plastic recyclers. Um, the cards, the tags go to plastic or, or carton recyclers. And the garments, you know, that's when we that's when we get into action. So yeah, so it's really about removing the hardware and then just uh, and then applying the I guess the fabric to the end use application or upcycled application. Right. And so, what are those end use applications? Are they are they branded? Is there a, a lot of demand for what you produce? Sure. Um, the, so what we're doing is, and, and this is what the technology has basically been around for a long, long time. Right. Mm. So what we do is 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 in some ways not new, but in other ways very, very new, and it's evolving now faster than it's ever evolved. Um, so the, the, the most basic application for, for product is, and I've got a little bit of show and tell here, which the listeners can't see, but it's, mm. it's like a, it's a, it's a fibre fill, right? So mm. inside every decorative cushion around your house, you've got that polyester product, the hobby fill. Uh, it's made one time for one purpose, and, and, and it ends up in landfill for a couple hundred years. Um, this textile waste comes in a very similar form to that. It's very soft and very, 
uh, very squishy, like you want inside a, a pillow or cushion. Mm. Uh, and that's just a basic fill for a cushion, um, a decorative cushion. I suppose you could yeah. call it like, um, and, and you're right, uh, anyone yeah. listening to this can't see it, but yeah. to my eyes it looks like cotton wadding. Yes, mm. yeah, okay. very much. And this is this technology has been around. So we partner with a great New Zealand company that's been doing, uh, they do a product called EcoWool, which is wool insulation for houses. Um, and they uh, and and Bob, who's the, uh, the head of that company, said, um, you know, when he started working for his dad many, many years ago, the first product he made was this, this, this wadding, right, this, this uh-huh. fibre, we call it fill-up. Um, and he says he hasn't done it in 30 years, which is really interesting because, you know, you talk about how the business has changed. It's the demand that's changed, right, because all of a sudden people are thinking about what do my consumers want? You know, the younger generation coming through, my kids, uh, and, and their kids are really going to be thinking, you know, how, who are we buying from and what products are we buying and, and what is their their pre-life, their pre-consumer, but what's the post-consumer story look like? So right. this is a great answer to that. Okay, so we've got this, let's call it cotton wadding. Yes. Um, yeah. And you've got samples here of um, versions that use synthetic fibres. Yep. Uh, and presumably those are all being sold into a marketplace in competition with um, existing products. Uh, yeah, I imagine they would be, yeah. Absolutely. And some of those products are sustainable products already, right? So we're not trying to, you know, take any any of those sort of markets, right? We're just trying to find alternatives and utilise waste. Mm. Um, uh, um, There was a movie years ago, Back to the Future, right? Mm. Uh, Back to the Future 1 particularly, where the doc comes back from the future and is flying DeLorean and lands beside... Uh, uh, Michael J. Fox and and and, uh, and and he goes to the rubbish bin, right? And he goes back to the car and you know and fills a thing and and he goes, you know, Doc, what are you doing? Listen, probably just with a terrible American accent. Um, but <laughs> and he said, oh, you know, he said, in the future, this is our resource, this is our fuel, right? Mm. And it's like, and that's kind of what we're doing now, and what we're sort of come around to doing is like, you know, waste is can be a resource. Waste, you know, should be a resource if we can find a use for it. But that's where I guess the whole thing's evolving and. Like I say, you know, we're doing products that cotton and naturals are, are great, but it's the you know there's also other stuff. There's other uh, other fabrics and fabric types, right. you know, like high vis jackets, you know, polyester, um, you know, which we're really excited about. Uh, there are different solutions around the world, um, um, but we've found this great mechanical solution. Bob and his great team uh, have developed some uh, some really exciting products around around high vis. Um, that we can uh, we can use for the marketplace as well potentially. So uh, yeah, so we are there is some you know uh, products out there in the marketplace that we'd like to provide alternatives for um, because this is a sustainable product uh, and where the alternative isn't sustainable, we think there's a uh, there's an opportunity for uh, for companies and for people. Right. So I think what I heard you say is that the technology hasn't changed. Um, uh, we've always had waste. Clothing. What really has changed is demand for um, your products in, in sustainable form. So the cotton wadding, the, the sheet forms that you've shown yep. us. Um, it's, well, it's, sorry, it's, just jump in there. It's it's the the the, the technology is is evolving and it has changed right. somewhat. So yes. you know what you see in front with high vis, for example, or some of the applications of those products and and the the refinement of those products is has changed right. uh, from what it was several years ago. So and it's and it really once again the demand and the opportunity for demand right. uh, for those products. And sorry. is the demand changing because uh, corporate customers? Are, have sustainability mandates that they need to meet? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, it's, it's always be, been around, and often it's been vaporware. Often it hasn't been tangible and real. Um, but this is actually, you know, and it's, like I say, it's driven by um, 
it's by people. It's 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 driven by people who've got voices, and but also driven by younger generation, their grandparents who you know working with the younger generation and, and listening to what they're saying. And and uh, but it's just a um, it's it's a, it's a change and it's a conscious change. I mean, I've worked in corporates all my life, uh, and we always had sustainability targets, right? And you know, and many were many were great, many were, many were good, but it was just really. The, the push towards it wasn't quite as strong as, as, I, as I'm seeing today, um, and, um, and which, which, is, which is epic. I mean, we're working with some great companies that are actually doing some real tangible things and actually spending their dollars, um, you know, to, to find solutions, right, and to, and to work with companies like Apparel. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, like I say, that's, that's, that's real. It's, it's actually happening. So one of those companies I know you're working with is Icebreaker, and you've this month, actually, yes. March uh, 23, you... Have, uh, have announced a partnership with them. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's it's a um, uh, icebreaker. is a great great Kiwi company, iconic international brand. Um, uh, I used to work in the uh, merino fabric business when I first came back to New Zealand six years ago, and uh, and they were one of the leaders internationally uh, as a brand. Um, so yeah, we've been working with uh, um, uh, with Icebreaker recently on this uh, on this program, uh, taking back their own their own waste. Uh, you know, it's cut waste, so pre pre consumer pre production or in production, the cut waste, but also some of the end of life stuff as well. Some of the returns that they couldn't do anything with, couldn't repair, couldn't do anything with. Um, but what they've they've done is take this a step further, and it's a first in New Zealand uh, where we've done something in store. Um, the great thing about having it in store, and they made their own bins. They've got these wonderful sort of recycled hair bins, um, and uh, and it, it looks epic. It really does in store. Um, but this is really about um, uh, you know asking people to sort of come along, come to the store, bring back the pro- their, their garments, their old textiles. Um, if they want to donate it or they want it, they want it, its end of life, put it in their recycle bins. Doesn't have to be an icebreaker brand, right? Mm. It can be any brand, um, but they uh, they'll take that back in store. So um, that's something they're doing. But the cool thing is, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's obviously I keep telling real and tangible, um, but it's you know it's visible, which means it's educational, right? And, you know, that becomes really impactful. That sort of people, you know, people, oh, what's that for? What's this? What's that? Oh, this is what these guys are doing. And, and then you start thinking why. So it's really educational and it's, it's, a, um, it's a great step. Yeah. And presumably you're making it easy for the consumer too because they have one place to drop off everything. They don't have to separate the clothes that can be reworn from fabrics that are torn. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no, there's no, need, for, no need to sort the, pro- the products before you put them in the bin. They'll just, just take, them, uh, take them all and we sort them. I suppose the elephant in the room with all of this conversation is um, fast fashion, mm-hmm. you know, the Zaras and the Cotton Ons of this world. Do you see signs of much appetite on their behalf for being more sustainable in the way they do business? Sure, sure. And it's it's I mean it's it's, it's a massive uh, it's a massive um, issue. Um, and uh, consumerism lies at the heart of it. I mean, fast food brands have the same, are getting bigger for the same reasons. So consumerism drives a lot of it. The companies, uh, and all I can do is, and, and I've mentioned before, I, I can't look at the whole tree. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to take that on. I'm not, and and uh, and 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 really sort of to to look at that. But some of those companies, um, uh, ones you mentioned, plus more, are working with us. Um, uh, on their end of life textiles, and that's all we can do, and all we can really impact. But there is more of, as you, to your point, there is more of an appetite for it now. Um, and and like I say, it's it's baby steps. You know, the, some of the companies you mentioned, they're, they're massive companies, they're huge companies, and to turn those big ships around, 
Um, it, it's tough when you go right back to the sourcing and right back and then to the end of life. Uh, is it an issue? Absolutely. Um, is it something that you know we can do something about uh, as consumers, um, but also as you know companies like myself who are just trying to do stuff? Yeah, absolutely. We're just trying to find solutions to present them solutions to say here's an opportunity to to do something impactful. So um, yeah. Mm. What about consumers? What, what what are you what are you seeing there in terms of their appetite for being more sustainable? Not just in what they throw away, but what they buy. Uh, yeah, listen, I think there's uh, – and, and you'll see the growth of some really great Kiwi companies, but international companies, um, uh, you know, and we work in Australia as well, as you know. Um, there, there's some great companies and brands that, you know and, – and the hard thing with the startup and doing something in sustainability is that often you, you start off quite small and it, because of that you don't have the economies of scale and, and, and the cost is a little more. But they're starting to – some of them are starting to really build and really build momentum because of the d- consumer demand who's really starting to insist. And I mentioned the younger generation before um, and they're looking to buy those sort of products and they're looking to buy products from people they, you know, they, they align with and their values align. So, um, yeah, that's, and there's some, like I say, some great Kiwi companies out there who are doing some fantastic things in the marketplace. So mm. more power to them. Well, you sound remorselessly optimistic. I, I was thinking um, that New Zealanders like to think that we're clean and green, but when it comes to our buying habits today yep. and our recycling of fabrics in the manner that you've just been discussing, it, do we have a very long way to go? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Of course, it's a um, you know it's 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 a massive problem. Um, however, however, and Kiwis, we love to beat ourselves up. You know, we really sort of you know we we uh, and on and, and so it's like you know uh, there's a movie I watched ages ago called Twenty Forty, and I, anybody who listened to me uh, prattle on, um, I always recommend watching Twenty Forty because and I, I like to I like to be more solution conscious and problem conscious. You know, I, I recognise there's a problem, but I'm really looking you know looking for solutions. That movie just really highlighted the fact, hey, here's the issue, this, this. But, hey, here's some great companies that are doing something about it. Um, you know, the Great Pacific Cleanup, I think it's called. I mean, that sort of stuff that's sort of happening in the major rivers around the world and collecting that plastic waste. There's some epic companies around the world doing things that we don't often see. You know, they don't make the headlines. But, like I say, 2040 was a great movie in that regard because it showed that there are people doing things. Um, and and so, like I say, uh, you know, that's sort of what we're doing as well. We're just trying to, mm-hmm. we're just doing. Um, you know, we're not great at business cases. We're not great at funding applications or anything. Like that. We just do, and you know, we've got a, um, a group of people who are likewise uh, committed, mm-hmm. um, and we're just trying to scale. If we can scale and grow what we do, we can make a bigger impact. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a problem, but. So the consumers are demanding more, they're demanding better, uh, demanding to be aligned with something they align with. You know? Yeah, so, understood. Yeah. Um, well, that takes me to my last question then for you, which is what can we expect from apparel over the, the next 12 months? Uh, yeah, listen, we've got, um, uh, like I say, we've got this, we've just, like I say, this is developing all the time and the, and, the, and the tech is sort of developing and evolving as we, Find demand. So we've got some amazing partners in New Zealand that we work with in, in all in all fields of, 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 of apparel and garments and textiles, and um, and they are part of leading the, the way to circularity, right? So leading the way to sort of saying, hey, hey, if we give you our product, you know, because sustainability can be a cost, right? There's a cost of sustainability, but there's a commercial value in circularity. So if, if there's a way they can take that back into their supply chain, 
not only perhaps uh, cost will you know that depends you know different products right um, take it back into their supply chain but create more demand because of that or do different things because of what they're doing as a business then circularity becomes uh, uh, commercially viable um, you know think about sustainability we've found we've learned um, and learning every day um, it's got to be simple it's got to be convenient and in many cases right in many cases um, it's got to be economically viable. Right, people just won't do things and 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 go out of the way to do something if there's if there's no win 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 sort of thing for them. Right, so um, like I said, it's really just trying to find that 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 mix. Now, not everybody's driven uh, that way, but there are, like I say, there is a, a commercial viability around making sure that we can do what we do at the lowest cost possible, um, and to make it convenient and simple for uh, for as many people as possible. So what's what's the future? Um, we have got some. Um, uh, Michael was recently in, in in Europe and looking at what's happening in Europe. Um, you know they've got uh, um, uh, they're well ahead of us in many aspects over there, many respects uh, behind in many respects. But you know Kiwis and Aussies, if nothing else, we've got tenacity and innovation, uh, and uh, and we can look at what's happening overseas and internationally look at what's available there and then just grow this. We're in this. We're in this for the long haul. We're not, this is not a short-term thing. Uh, and we're just one part of a total mix. We're doing textile waste. Um, but, yeah, really finding more and more solutions. And, you know, what, what I'm, I have here in my hand is, is, a, is a product that ju- is just hot off the press. Um, and this is just another step on, on the way through. But it has, if I look at it and I sit there and I think about it, and I dream, right? I think, what are the applications for this, right? And there are just many that sort of spring to mind. Are they all going to be viable? Probably not. But you know, that's the that's the opportunity. So um, yeah, like I say, we're just scratching the scratch, but we'll be here for a long time. And uh, like I say, we want to like I say, we want to partner with companies. We want to work with other companies in, in like field, different fields than us, and together we can work the whole thing together. Jeff Vollerbrecht, thanks for joining us on this climate business. Thank you, Ross. Thanks for having us. This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into opportunity. Please follow us on social media and rate the podcast as it helps others to find us. 